town for stories, Hackmek wandered over for a cup, the sign tilted just a bit as he walked into the sunny dungeon pies and other mortally treatable owls and amenables, he had 35 cents. He walked in, stippled lip from a slight shaving accident, and tossed his 35 cents into the tip jar. Careful with that, fella, he said. You could buy a paper with that. Frog the editor just smiled as he usually does when he's being bullied or getting ready to trim his toenails. This time was both. Not in the coffee shop, man, don't forget what happens to dead cellular phones. They get recycled as little girls' tricycles. Well that's alright, Hackmeck, ill buy one for your family next time you've got a date with Lillary. She wrote me the other day. Dear editor, she's always so formal. Yes, Lillary was a peach and like getting into the vertical columns on the paper, sideways. Extra extra. So the coffee tariffs are up again, a eh, old man. Surprised to see you so spend thrift at the till. Oh that's for the tables. It's a bizarre banquet from the street festival tonight. Lights action superstars. Indeed, the narrative had been left justified for 75p in last week's paper by another secret admirer of the bazaar, they sent a basket of baskets filled with gaskets, that's got to be something clever. What's clever? Frog asked. Weird I was just thinking to myself, it must be the coffee. You didn't have any. Oh that must be why then too, much of a non-creamed thing. It's time to get over to Peru. Get me the phone. Send us a message at anchor fm slash AquaQ Labs and tell us what you want to hear. It's April 20, 2020, and this is AquaQ Labs C3W. Chattering deep into the light bright webbings of pattern he is. This podcast brought to you on the anchor.fm platform from the labs of AquaQ. Anchor.fm is available for iOS and Android, brings a free and clear interface for your podcast creator genius with royalty free music and sound effects. That make you sound from a radiophonic workshop with segments for you to advertise yourself in the cash money you so deserve. Available everywhere. Podcasts are free. Just do the queue. Immediate and reciprocal emotion. Cyclical and circular. As in where to put an emotion, how to attach it, and how to reconcile that within a realm. An example is hearing the noise, being annoyed and other is annoyed just like you, but for a semi-related issue, where that issue is in time spatial to the senses. Number of emotions and sensories to be determined by those paying attention, and those guessing are putting their parts together to summarize and balance, with a non-forkable resolve. To resolve the half-conversations, we need triple the people, and while much of this will sound to the listener as individual half-conversations, they are actually part of the karma mesh which reaps. Then there are setups. They are recurring episodes of this reaping nature, wherein certain events can be learned and expected. Consider a secret entryway, with an always last chance backup guy to let you know you've passed the entrance. He'll act kind of out of the way and mumbly and crazy. And then you'll see a similar guy that next time. And soon enough, you make the entrance on the first round. Training. People want you to succeed, as the karma balance is part of their equation as well, and so, and hence, the solution to all the problems. So how do we rein in the outlier, when the event is choice and you can only encourage the right choice to a want? which gets them there in the first place. How do you signal all these people, and how and why do people help in a setup? Well, 
First off it's payin' and fun and rewards are given, fabulous prizes of freedoms of movement, getting oneself to where they want to go as well dash. Second it's a familiarity that grows on you, and sleeping while they live. It's pathways that people want, outward and with ability to grow, by on axi style. So flourish, take your time, start early, walk a path, talk a talk, and walk again. Keep energy flowing and stop and use your special talents to get you, and them, where we want to be. Safe, with options, healthy, and sane, and fully healthy will appear just that way. Peace and love from San Francisco, this is the voice of AquaQ in the labs C3W and do message us at anchor.fm slash AquaQ labs slash message and have a rock star day. Send us a message at anchor. Vibration is to be seen, known to the others, your state, your influence, your intent. It is known precisely as a Swiss watch, to speak with another, across a room. To glean that bit of bits for which you do not know, have not known, but now know. Is now the program, for yourself, to register. To see it within yourself, as this. Mirror, from the light, parabolic, anabolic, a vacuum suck of the ultra behavior which. Causes you to misstep. The mind over matter. When matter should have won, nature should have won, and wins, as is the organization of the mind, heart, and chakras. That bulge impulse to the lights, and with transference, to signal even more, and even greater, oddly enough, is our nature, to help. Face, of normalcy or not, twists and lets others see the velocity. Hands, bend to sign and show the way, to be the language that a spoken word cannot say, and feet planted firm, run, when in danger, and if damage tells its story, radiating through the floor, and play-by-number resonating through each cycle of three, zero, one, two, three, and beyond. Can you count to ten? Well then, let's begin. This is about, is always about, with me. It's written after, a life, after my life, and further than I live myself. My senses, 
my understanding is a limit impedance, to which I short to describe a magic that may not occur again, or was just, if justice is again, and has been forward. So we're here, and we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be safe, yet we are, through the magic of group self-preservation, spacing, and quiet taking of the responsibilities of man. Well woman to man, and man to man, and to woman. To describe it further would be honest. And wrong, as the impedance resists, while matching the radio signal. That is if you try to measure the resistance. You place a load, and that load as is life, is part of your being as well. So how on earth would you know the load density? So it flips, flops, cycles, like a square wave it warbles, as I walk by. As is a stance, and as you, and they, and us, and the altogether matters of facts. Well, know the mats work, just with stress, on the bones, the skin, and ultimately the organs, known and isolated themselves. They do not give in, they redact each other's statements if one should falter, three of one and three of those, yes. Perhaps we need a constitution, you say. Well this is our constitution, our being, measured on digits, on backs and feet and signaling toes in the deep muddy desert, to which is an oasis to some who do not require the excessive hydronation. Yes hydronation, the hydro plus and wherein is the anti-organic, which is hot and stretchy, and the gas of matter, its life swirling around the back out, occupying all space at once, and within, sticking in the air and hovering like a UFO around a particularly interesting crater. Where does it go but disperse, or does it congeal together as a mass particle wave? Muscular tensions signaled simultaneously to the others as well. Force communicative digest role. When will it be food again? Kind Sir Algy Matter. Perhaps scrying the ocean and wash it all away for a million years, and return to rock, or carbon making its way back to diamonds and then place it once again on those hands. Those hands that haven't changed in a hundred million years since they were created, and longer still if we still have a still calendar. That and what, what not? They until Mortal. They repair it. It's square waves back again. Pink Floyd had the album. The non-observation the of the dark side is where it is cool and creepy and dark, of course. It's where the echo goes unnoticed, unless you happen well to live there. Bones listen, connect and hold the planet, upright with the help of light and wind. Spin rift trouble sent waves to the bones in your mouth. Not to be flipped radio into the others, sounds like cork, and that shell by the ocean, is the dark side of our moon, where crushed and creatures live and move forward, leaving us direct out of your distance to mimic and jewelry and become their beauty, too. When and the wind falls, including a utility portion, as well as arms of education and other non-profits, and philanthropic arms to further the mission statement as to follow an end to and eco-benefit towards the planet the community's well-beings in this regard, and in fact all manufacturing, transport, consumption and reproduction. Yes that's right, we will now consider Amazon entities as able to reproduce, as in the mechanisms to produce systems which have a positive impact on and about the planet and the people and materials and anything natural for the locality and lifetime of its repeatable processes, as adaptable. This literally means that two arms of two people, who move something to the benefit of said process, are considered within this entity and therefore part of child whose lifetime is to ensure the joyous participation of the participants, and more. Eddy stuff, and without getting into wearables on that one, I'll proceed to finalize a statement. Dot. Amazon's size and breadth and obvious profitability has ensured from the start that belief creates possibility and further evident truth, and vice versa, truth exists to be believed, 
and that is our cycle, wherein belief and truth are matched in a benefit of relationship. Amazon's name was chosen for the essential neutrality of the rainforests, whose diverse quirky creatures are so bizarre that they account for the restoration of our entire planet, and oftentimes and in a so large leafy environment, that its concentration of planetary cooperation in a matched, as in the heady rains and continuation in earnest and wildly non-idle entities. Its continuation toward the continuity of kinship with this planetary marvel is to be carried, by carrying others in pursuits of the willingness of our very beings to continue a superb non-superfluous existence of creation, sharing, discovery, and all variable dreams and cognitive abilities without bound. For the times allotted to its sequel return within a loop for the equations of nature to work in the next moments, and forward in days, and timelines as discovered through these actions, and that the images of ourselves is very much what we truly aspire, when we make any purchase, or indeed produce from earthly materials, and so put these accounts in place, we can and must utilize our bioavailability for the continued belief and delivery to be, so. The above has not been edited, as noted in streams of consciousness from the in and about isle off the west coast of imagery and softened lines of reasoning for the seasoning of a continuation of seasons, and, we know all of this, and perhaps the weatherman will glean a little more insight as to why things happen, and be able to unbuy the rain, as to say, place it as needed. Peace plus love aqua Q. about puts the wrapping paper up and on and about the packaged programming of this Monday, the 8th of February of the grayish blue kind and kind of weather balloon you might fill with water and drop onto your nemesis, but in this case, perhaps you'll now float away and say hello to sticky frogs which may cross your lily pathways of gestalus. This is Aqua Q from the Owl Midside and around the Isle of Man and the etc. tonight, C3W. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman.
Since you told me when you wrote that song, you added the clap after my name, Mike, to indicate that you didn't call me Michael. Right. <laughs> there you go. You're right. Because uh, to me, you're Michael. You're Michael. I mean, you were in 91, in 92, in 92. I don't know why. I, I, I thought Mike was such an uh, extraordinarily average name that I could get away with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And it's good because it's, you know, short for microphone. Yeah, I'm not the only Mike Spiegelman in the world, but I'm not worried about that. Yeah, yeah, it's hard for microphone Spiegelman. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we are uh, going to watch a full length movie on YouTube with you because let us do it and Carl and Mike, and we uh, have a movie on YouTube. We are a podcast. If you'd like to subscribe, you're going to have to use our acronym L W A F L M O Y T, and you'll find us. We stream first. Mutinyradio.fm. Yes. Oh, why don't you give a donation? Did I do it right? <laughs> yes, you did. did. I get your song right? Your lyrics and your other song? It was such a stretch. I mean, I had to write something. I had to write something. Listen to live stream radio. Rise with radio. Or download the podcast and listen to them on oh, the go. Oh. Nailed it! <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, we stream on mutinyradio.fm. You just type in that uh, address in your uh, browser, and you hit listen now. And my God, you can listen now. I listen to the MU3U stream on my podcast, and I don't know what I just said, but it works. So uh, a lot of ways to listen to us, but we are on every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern. And we would love for you to donate to Mutiny Radio by going to Venmo. And donate money at Mutiny Radio. Please check the logo. Check the avatar. Make sure it's us. If it's a ghost in the field, it's not us. Why would we have a ghost in the field? Yeah. yeah. That's creepy. Creepy. You're creeping me out. We're a radio, it's a live streaming radio station. And we're a podcast. And we also have a great YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl spends the time to sync our podcast with the movie. Because we want you to watch the movie and listen to us at the same time. Carl, what is the movie today? Today we are watching Las Vegas Lady, 1975. Las Vegas Lady, 1975. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. You know already that Las Vegas is LAS. Everybody knows that. I don't even need to say it. And then once you search for Las Vegas Lady, the channel we like is now new now jacks what n-e-w-n-o-w-j-a-k-s three words that is okay that's the weirdest name i'm going to subscribe new now jacks good job all right probably his name and i'm an asshole ladies and gentlemen <laughs> let's keep going uh we want to watch the vegas baby lady i mean las vegas lady 1975 1970s girl gang casino dot dot mm. dot uh, go ahead and click the link. Hit pause immediately. A couple seconds lapse. Let's move the timer to the left. We're going to do a countdown. And when you hear the go, then go ahead and hit play. But we're going to go off with Carl. Carl has an exciting comedy comedian yeah. countdown for you with a terrific comedian Who all the it? way from the state of New Jersey. That's Mr. Right. State here, New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as we celebrate all 50 states, and especially New Jersey. Uh, so, Carl, take it away. 
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, again to Celebrity Comedian Countdown. This time with another Jersey comedian, Josh Wells. How are you, Josh? What's going on? Uh, I'm good. It's great to be here. Uh, thank you for having me, Carl. Now, Josh, we're always out there together doing these open mics, seeing each other, doing the real shows. And, you know, you're one of the older comedians, just slightly older. How do you fit in with these, like, young whippersnappers? <laughs> Um, I actually like it a lot. I feel like, I feel like the average age for stand-up comedy is like 25 or 26. Like, yeah. if I just had to guess from what I see around me. And, uh, I think that keeps me young in a way, you know? Like, I know what people, like, 14 to 15 years younger than me, like, I know the slang they're using, and I know what they're into, and what they're right. talking about, what they're posting on Facebook or other social media. So, uh, I actually don't mind it. Uh, I feel like I'm 41 now, and I've kind of, like, grown comfortable with this, like, I don't want to say elder statesman, but like people come, you know, newer comics coming up to me and asking for advice. Uh, yeah. Like I'm, I'm way into, I'm way into helping the new comics out and stuff. So uh, I try to embrace it if I can, but also uh, I let these young whippersnappers know I can hang, you know what I'm saying? Like when it comes to like hanging out at the bar after a show, like I'm still going to be like one of the last ones walking out the door. So that makes sense. Yeah. That's great. Now we've got uh, this new normal going on. I mean, these are yeah. COVID times. It's pandemic. I mean, it's tough. I mean, just how are you holding up? Well, oh, um, I'm doing okay, I guess. Uh, I just recovered from COVID. Uh, very fortunate. I had a very mild case. Uh, I, yeah. I, I pretty much just lost my sense of smell, which is like the – it's weird. It's like the funniest thing to happen, you know? Like it's not really detrimental or tragic that you lose your sense of smell. It's just kind of weird. Uh, it's I, you know, I've been working from home for almost like a year now. You know, in March will be a year, and it's, it's kind of crazy. I'm just – I'm home alone all the time or it's just me and my girlfriend in our one bedroom apartment and it's like it's intense sometimes you know like uh just want to go outside or, or like you know like you oh, order yeah. food and like you just kind of want to hug the delivery guy you know you want to be like what's going on outside man what have you been up to like how's the weather like man you should be on my podcast or something <laughs> so uh it's just you know uh, uh stuff like i just miss the outside world and uh i realized like maybe to a certain degree i took it for granted uh when the outside world was way more accessible to yeah. us yeah now you've learned from that and when we get back out there some year uh i hope i'm hoping this vaccine is going to turn things around at least in people's attitudes and we'll Same. open up more we'll Same. see what happens now everybody's got something going on you know mostly it's these toddlers these whippersnappers they got their uh <laughs> podcasts and they got their twitter and they got their uh uh you know, Instagram, but you have something very cool. It's very old school. You never see it nowadays. You have an email, a weekly email newsletter. Yeah, it's a throwback, isn't it? I feel like in the age yeah. of, I feel like, you know, like being like a, I'm like a young Gen Xer or maybe like a really <laughs> old millennial, but I feel like it. So like I grew up with like cassettes and CDs and stuff. So it's like, I, like I have like a lot of pride in like old forms of media and stuff like that. So I feel like in a, in a, age of podcasts why not be a newsletter you know like give them something old school and different and uh you know it's fun i just uh i get to i get to write about what i want to write about and it's mostly you know movies i'm watching books i'm reading uh albums i'm listening to wrestling, uh, sports. wrestling sport yeah it's just a lot of pop culture uh and when you're writing a newsletter you don't have guests you don't have to share your the conversation with anybody it's all you so in a selfish way it's kind of more satisfying than having to like share your thoughts with somebody else i suppose 
I mean, I am a subscriber, and when I get it, it opens up, and you have this first part about random thought, and that yeah. gets me right into your brain. It's like, what's going on with you now? So how do people sign up and subscribe? I mean, I'm already a subscriber. Let everybody at home know how, how they can become a subscriber. All right. You could go to joshwells.substack.com and uh, sign up there. And uh, I, as soon as you sign up, you'll get it once a week. I never, I never send out spam. Just once a week, uh -huh. usually Wednesdays or Thursdays, and and that's it. Uh, I would appreciate any and all new signups. It's always great to get new readers, and uh, and feedback is always welcomed and encouraged as well. One of my favorite things, and Carl, you do this a lot because we see each other in person a lot. Uh, you give me feedback in person, and I love that. I'm like, man, not only is he reading it, but he's like. I want to see Josh and talk about it. So right. like that's I'm thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Joshwells.substack.com. So yeah. listen, for the folks at home, we're going to watch this movie together now. Why don't you count us off? Three, two, one, go. That was good. terrific comedy. Yeah. comedy. Look at mm -hmm. it. Hey, your hood of your car is a movie. He did Wells. Yeah. It's the hood of your, it's your crown Royal. <laughs> All right, Zappala Slot. Speaking of which, I don't know. What rhymes with slot? Uh, hot, cot, mot. Like, a, I got the mot. Ooh, I got the sound on. Oh, wow, it starts with a hanging. Yeah. This is a very serious movie. Really? Oh, yeah, it's, there's going to be many murders. It takes place in the 1880s. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. I, I wanted to watch the casino movie. What? This is... Well, Las Vegas, Vegas is, No, it's before Las Vegas was... It's 1880s. You didn't know this? They didn't have the strip back then? <laughs> Just kidding. It's an amusement park. Oh, it's like when you kill time between gambling. Gaming. Exactly. This is a tourist attraction, and it's Old Nevada, is what it's called. I think and I had terrible. worse gigs. Right? Haven't you had worse? You have worse gigs than getting hanged publicly, in public square <laughs> every day. Well, I've been bomb. I've bombed. I guess going doing a roast battle is uh, sometimes can be like a, a hanging. Now here yeah. we're meeting. Um, here we're meeting Lucky. That's her name, Lucky. And of course, you will recognize her butt because she yes. was a Playboy pinup. Um, April 1960. <laughs> Estella Stevens from The Nutty Professor, man. Well, it is. That's right. That's exactly right. She's from The Nutty Professor. She did tons of films throughout the 60s and 70s and 80s. Um, and she was in three Playboy pictorials. Um, she was Playboy Playmate of the Month, January oh. 1960, and that was pretty. It was it was 15 years earlier. I picked April 63. They just shot a man. It's two murders I've seen. I've seen a hanging. Yep. And it's three. It's three. Body count three. This movie is violent. I can't believe it's rated G. 1970 <laughs> rated 1975 G. 5G? They didn't have that back then. That's that They haven't even built the full 5G network yet. Oh, I mean that it's the equivalent of a G rating in 1975. 
Oh, gotcha. it's only gunplay, uh, nudity. Yeah. Smoking. Now that's the Axe Museum, and I imagine they have all of the famous <laughs> axes. All the axes. The eighteen yeah. eighties. Mm-hmm. They're so rude there. They're so aloof. I kept asking Gor- Michelle Mikhail Gorbachev uh, to to verify my my parking ticket, and he just stood there. He was just so icy, <laughs> glazed over. Is that what you asked him? I asked him. I asked him at the Axe Museum. Can no, I ask I you a question? Just Edgar Allan Poe, yo, over here. It's your pal Mike. Poe, why won't he talk yo, to me? Poe, don't be, give me the cold shoulder. So, um. Now, we saw a movie from this director. Yes, Noel last Nessick. Night. Yes, last one. Okay, now Lucky is here to meet up with a mysterious stranger, okay? And this okay. mysterious stranger is essentially hiring her and two of her friends to pull a heist. Oh, cool. And he talks with a really stupid voice. Let me put the sound up here. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to not hear it. You know, someone, like, has uh, lost their vocal cords from smoking, and they they use that box. It kind of sounds like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the larynx machine. The larynx, right. So this is like Charlie's Angel. Except instead of hearing the mission on a uh, speaker box, though. We hear it on the voice on box. A, yeah. <laughs> okay, so he's springing the news that we're going to pull a job, but the thing is you got to do it by Thursday. And she's like, that's ridiculous. That's two days away. And he's like, well, the money's going to be there only for this short time. We have to do it. Uh, and that's it. Now, the thing is, Lucky is not a career criminal. So I don't know why... Like, there's no backstory explained here. How did they meet this guy? How did he contact her? How does he know about her two Why friends? Her... Why is her name Lucky? Is, does her family own the Lucky supermarket chain? No, no. Can I get some Monopoly tickets? Okay, so Can her job is really Monopoly? weird. Okay, her job is to, to be like the lady on the arm of the richie riches at the casino and like bring them luck if she like blows on the dice she'll roll for you she'll cheer when you're making money she'll kiss your cheek when you're losing she is lucky that's her nickname she's the only person in las vegas who came up with this oh las vegas at night as much as i hate the hangover i love their uh opening segment of las vegas during the day and it's just everything's brightly lit. Coin Castle. Now, this is before family-friendly Vegas. This is slimy Vegas. I know. Yeah. I opened. Uh, eggs and – we were called eggs and sausage. You, did you see the marquee? <laughs> Those are comedy eggs. Look at this. Yeah. It's, it's still the same, right? The cars are only different. Check out the cool-ass cars. No, it's not the same. It's not the same. These places are gone. They're replaced by new ones, of course, but there is no pyramid. There is no Enterprise ride. There is no Eiffel Tower of Empire. Circus Circus still. I don't know if there is. I've been to the Circus Circus. I love the Circus Circus. Uh Uh-huh. That was um, uh, 
that was named by um did you see goodfellows there was uh johnny two times he actually gave the oh, name. he named it he named yeah he wanted yeah. to call it circus yeah he called it yeah get the, 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 the circus circus i'm gonna go get well, the paper go get the paper <laughs> i thought uh i thought little caesar was like call it caesar caesar and they're like circus circus it is beep beep okay now look at this mall cop here He's like, are yeah. you okay, lady? And then he goes, oh, lucky. What we're meeting here is their love affair. This is uh, – his name is Vic, as in Victor. Right. Um, his, he's really Stuart Whitman, and he was a big deal. He did a lot of movies, and I never heard of one of them. I swear to God. He did lots of films I never heard of, and he was a well, leading man. Wait, which decades? Uh, in the six, 60s and by the 70s, he was in – he was a leading man. Now, he had a bit role in The Day the Earth Stood Still in 1951. I heard of that movie. Sure. And he was the father, Jonathan Kent, on the TV series Superboy. Yeah, I never heard of it. What's great about him is he was born in San Francisco. Oh, hey. I gotta catch up. I can't believe this is my first film of his. Now you see the magician's assistant, yeah. the African American lady. She's one of our ladies, and this trapeze artist we're seeing is one of our ladies. Our angels. I oh, guess. Yeah, uh... <laughs> uh, are you an angel? Because heaven um, is a place where angels come from, and, and you're not you there. Are... Right. Did you fall from heaven, or? Did you rise from hell? Okay, so he's he's a big deal, and I never heard of him, and I don't know any of his movies. He's got a Hollywood Walk of Fame star. Uh, he w won Academy Award for Best Actor for The Mark in 1961. Wait, took it to Ricky Jay? No, his name is Stuart Whitman. What? Oh. Yeah. Now, there's only three things I know of him, and that's The A-Team, Fantasy Island, and Knight Rider. Hey, Ryder, here's your coffee. Mall cop. I wanted no cream. The car There's cream in no this cream. coffee. Kit, you know coffee makes you edgy. Shut up, Michael. I'm not kidding. This is, I'm giving you zero stars on DoorDash. Now, he died March 16 of 2020, so he missed COVID. <laughs> he was nice. He lives years old. He yeah, lives he's like, <laughs> this, a global pandemic? I'm out of here. Uh, that's pretty recent. It really is recent. He was yeah, 92 so years old and he died of skin cancer, of all things. Wow. Speaking of uh, pandemic, there's like six people in this casino. <laughs> now, let's go to the chapel. Oh, look at yeah. this together from the chapel. Now, I don't know why our director, Noel Nosek, put them in a chapel because they're talking about, like, criminal stuff. They're talking about, like, uh, uh, doing a robbery. They're laughing about uh, how men mistreat them and stuff, and they're, they're in a chapel. I think it's because this guy uh, never met a location he didn't love. He shot so <laughs> much location. I mean, this is like vintage Las Vegas. They said, can we shoot in the chapel? Sure, why not? He was trying to, like, show that they're nice, unlike right. the Vegas world. Maybe that's what he was doing. 
It's a spiritual thing. Now, Carl, I have a bad movie rule about casinos. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you my bad movie rule about? Yeah, if a casino's in Santa Monica Pier, it's a bad movie. Bad movie, right? If uh, there's a no, uh, I think casinos have, don't give a shit what you do when you shoot a movie in their casino. You know, if you ever watch a movie casino, they're like rude, they're obnoxious, they're doing horrible things. Yeah. And here's this place that's built on a, a certain sense of integrity and trust. They're like, yeah, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they're going to do stuff in this casino that if they did this at PetSmart, you would never shop at PetSmart. Yeah, PetSmart yeah. You have to sue them or do a retraction or say, you know, this movie's a fantasy and it does not reflect PetSmart. But casinos, they do not give a shit. They'll let you do whatever you want, shoot whatever you want. I mean, mm-hmm. think of all the movies you've seen with the uh, casino. It's outrageous. Yeah. Okay, so what's happened is they were in the chapel, and um, our hero here, uh, her name is Carol. Uh, as an actress, she's Lynn Moody, and I'll tell you about her. But she was pushing back. We can't do this in two days. We're not ready. And so Lucky was basically being um, the, the secret guy's role of too bad. We got to do it. So she just concedes and lets in, and now they're showing. You see this like food tray? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're in the, heaven. The trapeze artist can fit in there, and that's how they're going to get her out of. When they rob this place, and I'll tell you about it. That's how they're going to get her out. So we're only four minutes into this movie, and they got it, they got it down. They're doing yeah. the old food cart. That's right. So I thought that was like a furnace, like they were in a chapel, and then they continue the conversation outside a food truck, you know, like a, a, mm-hmm. a sterno. Now, this is, is our Jeremy... bad guy. This is our heavy. Okay. Jeremy Piven. What? Jer- Jeremy Piven? No. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Yeah, thanks. Well, I mean, this guy, you should know his face. Um, where is it here? Yeah, okay. His name is George DeCenzo, and in this thing, he's Mr. Eversoll, and he's just a jerk, 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 and he's a meanie. He's the boss there. Um, Right. He was in uh, Back to the Future. He was in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Who was he in Back to the Future? There's only like 12 people in that. Right? Was he a talentless person? I really don't know. Um, I really don't know. Jail, was he the jailbait, uh, jailbird yeah, brother? Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's who he was. In Close Encounters of the Third Kind, he played like a general. He plays that kind of thing. But this is what's interesting. He was in Spider-Man. You remember Spider-Man, the TV series? Yeah, uh, 1978. Right. And we saw uh, one of those movies. He was Steve Rogers. He was Captain America. Oh, wait. Drinks like a fish. That's so, what happened for two. He did that uh, on the Spider-Man, and there was a second series that I missed called Spider-Man and Friends. Anyway, uh-huh. he had a long run. Uh, you know why you missed it? He never called you. Show <laughs> <laughs> was called uh, Spider-Man and Friends, but not Carl. <laughs> you know, I wasn't his friend. Well, they didn't have Facebook back then. He was in Back to the Future right. as Sam Baines, so I guess he was the father of Marty McFly's mom. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. One of the 12 people I know. This is, is AC. Is that uh, Dan? Oh, AC. AC. He seems right. like a charming. 
he's a charmer. Now, uh, Carol owes AC a lot of money, $15,000. And wow. Yeah. And that's why she's doing this heist. Now, this, this movie doesn't make any sense, man. They're getting 40 grand. They're going to steal a half million dollars and they each get 40 grand. Why? It doesn't, it doesn't add up. I mean, why are they doing all this hard work for this man? He's like, if you steal a half million dollars for me and do all the work, I'll give you 40 grand. And then they're free. She doesn't have to show her legs anymore. Yeah, but why can't she just take the half million dollars? Well, maybe they're going to double cross. You can't double cross until you get a cross going. <laughs> okay. Right? How can, they, how can they double cross him if he doesn't give a plan? Well, I've seen this movie, and they will not double cross him. <laughs> they don't double cross Charlie? Man, wouldn't that yeah. be a great episode of Charlie's Angels? Yes. Where they're like, fuck you, Charlie. We're going to keep the emeralds. What? You can't know who I am. We did Star 69. <laughs> it says right there, Charles Jason. Okay, now this is establishing that they're in love. They're really in love. Now, he's a rent-a-cop. He's the mall cop at the casino, and he's like a loser, really. And she, I don't know. She's friends with everybody in Vegas, and she's beautiful. I don't understand why she can't really get a legit job. But nonetheless. I don't understand why she's the only person in Las Vegas that uh, call themselves lucky and walk around and tell people they're good luck charms. <laughs> like she's the only one? No, there's others, but uh, she's going to meet one in a restroom. But I really think that one's a prostitute, and Lucky's no prostitute. Um, okay. Is she an escort? No, she's not. She's not. She just is sort of hired by the casino. I don't know if she works for the casino. She hangs around with rich men and wishes them luck. Okay, this is our trapeze artist, uh, and her name is Lisa. And she comes home to her roommate, uh, Carol, who's just got the shit beat out of her by yeah. AJ. AC, huh. AC. AC. Yeah, different person. This is why she wants the 40 grand, so that she can pay AC and get in the clear. Now, AC was in uh, Godfather Part 2, and I mm. can't find him because he was just one of the thugs. He, uh, yeah. Which, uh, was he in Italy? Was he in New York State? I, was I, he in I can't tell you. I can't tell Nevada? you. What other scene? Was he, uh, in the fishing boat with Fredo? Yes, he was. Yes, that's right, Mike. He was in the fishing boat with Fredo. Wow. Yeah, he's one of the, he's, He's, they said, Fredo said to him, you say a Hail Mary and that's how you get a fish. And he was like, hey, that's freaking bullshit. Yeah, so this is going to be so symbolic when I shoot you after your, your, you say a prayer. <laughs> yep, exactly. Right. Oh, it's going to haunt Michael for years. Oh, that's going to hurt stupid, Michael. Stupid plan, right? There's the window. Yeah, they, there are some chairs. <laughs> you have to study gonna, the office. Here's the plan. We're going to host a talk show. I'll be sitting at this desk. You'll sit here. The band will be over here. So this is their all that uh, the, the secret – I think his name is Homer. All that Charlie could provide was he knows where this money's going to be and when. You see, uh, 
Eversol is like somehow wrapped up in the mob and he's going to get a half million dollars, hold on to it, and then give it to people who are going to take it to Costa Rica. So it's going to be in his office, like under this gun rack for like two seconds. It, 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 the money will come in on Thursday and then on Thursday night, it'll go out. So they've got to do it on Thursday. Oh, right. Fine. Oh, look out. There's a skug right behind you. <laughs> Look at that skunk. Don't look at the skunk. Oh, my God. That skunk was... Oh, look at the size of that skunk. Well, when he blasts, he blasts. Uh, now, this scene is all about, like, I have dreams. I'm a dreamer. I'm going to buy a ranch in, uh, in Montana. And they're talking about, you know, uh, 300 grand. I could put 200 down. Where you got that money? Where are you getting that money? Don't worry about it, Lucky. And like they're a little mean to each other, and then they kiss each other, and they're just like, I love you, I love you, I love you. The thing is, he keeps inviting her to run off with him and have a better life, and she keeps turning him down. Why? I mean, she wants to get the 40 grand to have a better life, but she could just go with her boyfriend for love and have a better life somewhere. I don't This get guy that. Is, a, is a Walmart greeter in Las Vegas, and he owns a ranch. <laughs> it doesn't make sense why he has he doesn't own a ranch he wants to buy a ranch in montana he lives in a trailer park i don't know why they're oh. in this setting huh. yeah listen this film is a very bad film it was written poorly by a guy who wrote a lot of films and um actually that's not true he was mostly on tv but um it has an extremely good ending, like the last second of the film. Suddenly it got really good. Also, there's this great scene. It wasn't shot well, but there was this great scene in which the trapeze artist is scaling a building. And it's very the, scary. You're on the edge of your seat. And that's Other the Casino that, Casino, right? We saw that in the yeah, trailer. Circus yeah. Circus. Circus Circus, not Casino Casino. Yeah. Mikey Caesar Caesar. Caesar. Like gotcha. Circus Circus it is, little pizza guy. Well, anyway, I'm glad you picked this film. Pick this film. <laughs> oh, yeah. You give it two thumbs up, two thumbs up. Yeah. Okay, so the writer of this is Walter Dallenbach. Dallenbach. And he wrote for, like, three episodes of One Adam 12 and two episodes of Rockford Files, you know. He's, he's, you know, he's an episode of T.J. Hooker, of Fall Guy, of Heart to Heart. He he was a working writer. Uh, and this, this is one of his only film uh, films that he wrote. And it really, it doesn't make sense, but okay. Yeah, I, well, the same thing with that director's last film we saw last week. It's just, there's the plot, but it doesn't really make any sense why people would do it. Right. We saw King of the Mountain last week, and, and that was a very flat uh, – the plot made no sense. Uh, you kept uh, – I don't know if arguing is too strong a word, but you kept disagreeing with me that uh, that the, the, the music subplot was required. Uh, it, it just was. seems like <laughs> – we're not going to go there again. But it just seemed to me like the guy missed the headline in that movie. It was about the race. It needed to be the struggle of a guy who wanted to become king of the mountain, not a guy who already was and was content and he, he his his 
role was to to give it up should have been the other way around he should have had a rival uh king of the mountain guy who was he's going to find rate race in the final there should have been a cop who was trying to shut them down who was you know they were making a fool out of them as they elude him i could have written that film much better okay ac has broken into uh carol's house and he's finding like this you know the drawing that you might as well put on the refrigerator of the office he's getting wise that the reason she's going to pay him 15 grand on thursday is she's going to do a robbery yeah why can't she just kill the guy wouldn't that make more sense he's still going to hustle her uh i don't know like let's imagine it's real life i'm upset with my boss why don't i just kill him i mean you just don't kill people i have all right so uh 1975 i owe a Loan shark in Las Vegas, $15,000. Right. I rob uh, Circus Circus right. and get 40 grand. I but are you a 15. murderer? We're squaresies. But are no, you uh, a murderer? Well, hang on. Wait, my point is, I'm not squaresy with the guy. You don't think a loan yeah. shark's going to hustle me for more money? Yes, that's exactly what's going to happen. You're right. Yeah, so, ergo. Ergo, the kill him. Kill him. So this um, this rent-a-cop here – okay, by the way, what we saw here is that Linda was doing her trapeze artist stuff, but she hesitated. She had a little – she was scared. She had a little bit of fear. Didn't notice. And that's going to be part of our plot. When I was in Circus Circus, it was probably 15 years oh, wait, ago. Wait, wait, wait. See that guy's face? Yeah. i got to let you know something. This guy's name, that actor who we just saw, and we'll see a little more of him in the future, That his name is Jack Gordon. Now, you see his face. Jack Gordon was also coincidentally the name who, of the man who married LaToya Jackson, the, the real messed up um, agent guy. And I think, huh. I think it's him. No shit. I think so. If you look at his picture, and all his pictures are him older with Latoya, and you look at this guy's face, I really think. Hey, we'll have to take a look. Yeah, well, the, but I couldn't find it in my research. Well, I have an app. It's uh, Find Latoya Jackson's Abusive Boyfriend app. And <laughs> I, it, hey, let me put it there. Now watch this smack. This guy is the boss of the casino, and he just smacks the Renicop. Because well, he tells him go get this girl and send her to room such and such, and he goes, I can't do something like that. Watch well, this, pow! <laughs> Damn! He just smacked his face, and the rent-a-cop took it. Well, those are the guys you got to be careful of, right? Now, <laughs> yes. Now Jack Gordon, uh, his IBM profile says he was in this movie. He was in Jaws of Satan. And they went that away in 78. By 81, he was done. And when you look up Jack Gordon's profile for LaToya, the LaToya Jackson, (laughs) there's no mention. It could just be a coincidence that he looks so much like him. Is that like uh, Anna Nicole Smith's lawyer, Howard T. Stern? Howard Stern, right. Yeah. Look, well, okay, I know you don't know what Jack Gordon, LaToya's husband, looked like, but you're looking at him right there. Okay, so this guy, Jack Gordon, has brought the money, and for some reason, 
um, uh, Eversol is showing them a machine gun as if they're going to buy machine guns or something. I don't get it. I don't get it why he needs to show. Also, who's on the roof of the casino across the street spying? No, I know he has terrific. Look at those binoculars. They must cost him a fortune. They're so good. Yeah. Yeah, well, what he did here is he found a movie screen and he, he looked at the movie screen through his binoculars. And as a director, he says, let me cut the, the top of their heads because, well, you know. Now, this is full backle nudity. We're seeing full backle nudity here. This is, this is a 1975 G-rated movie. <laughs> G is rated. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's how I read a magazine. I have my tits that is like it. Now, it's just that... more about Eversol as a jerk because she knows she's going to get beat up or something. I don't know. It's just the scene is pointless, and I would have cut it. Um, he just storms in. Her... Yeah. He didn't storm in. Uh, he smacked a rent-a-cop to arrange that he gets laid. Uh, I don't know. It's dumb. We already yeah, talked a... about this director last time, but I'll just remind you that he had a 20-year career, and most of it was TV. He did do four major feature films, um, and I don't know. He did 27 television movies. He did five television pilots. He did 25 hours of episodic television. Uh, he, he knows his shit. Do you, uh, yeah. Now, well, this you is know, one of talking about how scarce she is on the trapeze. That's what we're learning. And we'll never see this guy ever again. It's so strange because I don't think there's like, at least when I was there, there was no air, uh, acrobatics or like circus overhead. You know what I mean? Like they have to safety net over the slot machine. Yeah. And, and they're like in a cafeteria area. Me too. Every time I've been in Vegas, and maybe it's four times, but it's probably only three. Every time I've been in Vegas, like, if you want to see something like an acrobatic show, you go to a show. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. in the a... middle of everything. But I think, like, maybe the rotating Ferris uh, merry-go-round, I think that still was still there. You do zip line over people at Caesar's Palace. Okay, what we're getting here is pressure because he's talking, she's talking to Charlie, and who should show up but the guy they're going to rob? Does he know? No, it's just, she's she's bullshitting on her side. He's saying stuff, and she goes, well, I'm just uh, here at the casino, yeah, uh-huh. I was planning to show my cleavage, and I got a cleavage <laughs> dress. Uh-huh. Okay. Talk to you later. Gotta go. It's January 1960 uh, month. That's <laughs> Caesar, Caesar, Hooters, Hooters. Now, this guy, this yeah. guy is Big Jake. And he was in, uh, his first film was um, Harvey in 1950, you know, with the rabbit. Sure. the rabbit. But you will recognize him as he was for years the Maytag repairman. Oh, my God. He must be on break. He must be at a convention. <laughs> so he's a high roller, and Lucky's doing your job. He's like, ah, oh, Lucky. Lucky, you're going to bring me luck. Come on. Kiss the dice. 
No, I never seen it. Have you? But have you heard of the movie The Cooler, which would make a good double feature, I guess. The Cooler? No, no. It's William H Macy, I believe, uh-huh. if I recall, and he is hired by casinos to sit next to people who are on a winning streak, and his very presence makes those guys lose. Oh, he's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Should I check it out? I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it? Okay. Okay, now, Lucky, as you know, is in love with a loser. Look at these great cars. These great yeah. cars. How uh, narrow everything is. We don't understand why she's so in love with him, because he doesn't do anything that's lovable. But anyway, this is his trailer park, and she is going to his trailer. Oh, uh, F-25? And she, yes. And she is always the one surprising him and showing up and bringing him flowers. It it kind of it's it's weird. It doesn't really make sense. This whole movie doesn't <laughs> make sense. He shows up in a towel. Well, it's the morning. He's like, "Good morning, beautiful." Yeah, great. I guess he's uh, showered. Ew! He showered in the trailer. Ew! Yeah. Ew! He's, Ew. <laughs> he's trying to be charming right now, and it's it's not. Uh, it's not endearing. It's not. I don't know. It doesn't make sense why she's so in love with him, but she is. Well, she's in luck. He's just wearing a towel. <laughs> okay. Now, Carol and uh, Carol and Lisa need to talk in private about the heist. So what do they do? They go to a hot, hot. Yeah. But the thing oh, is, I like, miss these. they're roommates. I they're miss- roommates. <laughs> they're roommates. Yeah. They could just do it at home. It doesn't make any sense. Well, you know what? I thank the cameraman for setting up the scene, but it makes me miss the, you know, the pandemic. You can't go into a sauna or a steam room anymore. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Now, I have to let you know that the movie is grinding to a halt right now. They're, they're. No, it isn't. Put on the dialogue. dialogue. It's horrible. They're they're stumbling. They're doing pauses. Well, you, have you ever spoken in a, in a steam room? It's impossible. It feels like, you know, you got like, the Like, why are you making excuses for this film that, oh, no, it's not grinding to a halt. They're just in a steam room. This is my favorite, Carl, this is my favorite scene in this movie. All right, let's turn it up. No, go. no, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Look, so do you like bubblegum? Yeah, I guess. He's yawning. Look at that. You shouldn't wipe your hand like that. You're going to get sore. Unlike the rest of the film, right now it's a student film. Look at that bad cut. What do I care? I'm in the movie theater. This is what I want to see. G-rated. Oh, lucky guy. Yeah, it's full backle nudity all over this film. You'll see. Both genders. Both yeah. genders. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not going to sling dong, but we'll see full backle nudity. So is is he still in his trailer? Yes, and she's giving him a back massage. That's how much she loves him. Why? I don't know. Unless and once again, he's, he's doing the old, you know, come away with me. We'll start a new life somewhere. We'll go to Montana. She's like, would you stop asking me? We'll go to your grandfather's. 
who is me. <laughs> He's kind of, there is an age difference, right? Um, no? Same I, age? I, he looks much older than her, at least 10 years, right? Right, that's what I'm thinking. Not much is explained, like, why the girls have to do the heist and, uh, the you know, there's no backstory about them being criminals and they never did this type of thing before. And why are they the right ones to do it? I mean, the acrobatist, she can climb the building. That's her hook. The other two, what what do we need them for? Ooh, full backle nudity. Right. Nice. Yeah. Really see that? Mm-hmm. So this is my all right. So this is my second favorite scene. I think that uh, she had some sort of accident in her childhood. Did you see her butt? There was a crack. Was it right, right down, down the middle of it? Yeah, I've done that joke too much. You know, I hate when people say like, uh, "Don't let the door hit you where the uh, good Lord splits you," because <laughs> what if it did? It's a little more graphic, but you know. Yeah. I want You know, it doesn't be there. Yeah. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord spits. I've never heard that before, and I've lived 55 years. I know. That's why we're watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Got to keep your blood pressure going. Now, right now, this movie is at a halt, man. They are just bullshit. What are you talking about? Maybe that's the only reason they have this scene because the dialogue is amateurish. They're not talking about anything. Well, we should do this director's other movie, the bowling movie. We should just uh, have to direct that. I'll do it if you insist, but I think that's a strike. <laughs> You'll have uh, no. spare me, spare me, Mike. Very the bowling movie. Yeah. Oh, there's the third Charlie's Angels. If if I you tell. make me watch that film, you've got big balls. Ten pound balls. Okay, so fortunately for us, this is the only time in the film that it grinds to a halt and becomes a student film. We'll get back to normal in a what minute. What do you mean? Stop it. I think it takes. I think it is some lot. So January 1960, huh? Don't need to read it. So no. Well, she was in Playboy three times. She was the Playmate of the Month, January 1960. And she is a religious. She, those three of them are, are very religious. They're Sikhs. Huh. They're no wearing their, their turbans oh. right now. Oh, I got you. I thought you were talking about the pictorial. My mind was <laughs> elsewhere. Yeah, she was. Uh, I didn't look up the pictorial. Maybe I should have. Um, with you, today's Carl, world of you, internet porn, I'm not looking at a 1960 Playboy. Oh, Carl, do you remember any joke from the joke page of the uh, Playboy pictorial? You know how they would always have like Playboy yeah. jokes. Yeah, that's right. No, I don't. And I, I don't remember the articles I read in in Penthouse either. Oh yeah, they had some serious articles. Spin Magazine came from that. Now, check this out. Stella Stevens was married at the age of 16. Oobly. She was divorced uh, like three years later, but she had a child. She's only had one child. He became a producer in Hollywood, and we'll see him in this film. Terrific. 
So he's like a 17 year difference. Yeah, she's that's right, because she's married at 16. Within three years, she has a kid that's 19. So if she's 20, so when yeah. she was 40, her kid was 20, you know. Gotcha. Okay, now Carol's just uh, doing her thing. She's just leaving. It's no big yeah. deal. See you. Oh, AC. Look at that. He was hanging out like that the whole time. Right. Now That's he's fine. getting rough with her. He knows about the heist. Don't bullshit me. You know, it's really not nice how she, this woman gets knocked around in this film, and it's going to happen time after time. And I'm not saying it's because yeah. she's – I don't know. I think that there's a little bit of, of inherent racism that she is the, the one. one. Yeah, I think so. Now, she was in Roots. Um, she's in Alive and Well today. She was in Roots, and she was in the other, you know, the Next Generations one as well. Um, she was all over TV. Yeah, I haven't seen either. You never saw Roots, Mike? I never saw Roots. I haven't seen the Holocaust. I've seen V. Does that count? And V, the last final battle. And uh, What's V? I haven't seen Thornbirds. These some over the aliens, they come in peace. Do you remember you those peaceful lizard aliens? Oh my goodness, Mike, we got uh, the show. I think I saw half of North and South. I think I saw maybe East. <laughs> you picked the lamest miniseries that was popular. Listen, dude, you gotta watch the. I see. The thing is, I don't know if you can. You really need to have watched it at that time when you were a kid. Roots was sure. much, very important in the 70s. Today, it might be seen as... No, I should still see it. I mean, there's, there's not a miniseries like that anymore. Well, she was in um, All in the Family. She was Lionel's engagement. You remember the Jeffersons when, all, when they were on All in the Family? Sure. But I don't remember her from the Jeffersons. I guess uh, Lionel right. changed his mind. No, she got replaced. Really? Well, not really. She was in All in the Family, but when it moved to its own show, The Jeffersons, she didn't get the casting call. Well, maybe she didn't want to move to uh, uh, yeah. yeah. uh, district. I'm sure that's what it was. Now, listen, your idea to kill the uh, the crook was an yeah. awful one, but they took your advice. And they banged they him on the head. Him? Well, I don't know. He disappears oh, right. from the film. Well, don't you understand when you bang someone in the head, they, they go unconscious and then they wake up later? Well, there's a – yeah, but there's a flower pot. They hit him on the head. Then they left their own apartment, and then we'll never see him again. What happened to him? Really? I thought AC would be like uh, right. an irritant throughout the film. That's right. That's exactly what the author should have done, and he should have made it in the way end that things were going well, and then there was a twist thrown in, you know? Look at this magician. I wonder if he is, like, a really famous magician. That's why I said Ricky J before. Now watch this. She is going to fuck up and fall, and that's, like, a big thing of the, uh, you know, if I doubt on can she – she has vertigo. It casts doubt on if she can scale the scale the building, and and Carol is right. 
magician's uh, assistant below. So Again, casinos, yeah. Lucky will come in with the Maytag repairman, and he's getting sort of like not romance because he knows she's just there for luck. Um, but right. she, but Lucky will interrupt him to see uh, Lisa fall. Here she goes. She's gonna fall now. Have you ever seen Good Luck Chuck with Dane Cook? Uh, maybe. That sounds very familiar. I'm not sure if I've seen it. Watch this. Do Woo! you know why they call him? Whoa! Right at the casino, right at the slot machine. Yeah. That's good luck. Now look how she doesn't leap up and she's all right, folks. Clap, clap, clap. Oh, I thought her washing machine was off cycle. <laughs> That's convention humor. Now look, um, boyfriend is a little jealous. Vic is jealous. <laughs> Even though we know it's just her job and he's not she's not sleeping with him, you know. And this thing's like, I want you to find your girlfriend and bring her over to me. <laughs> what? Not you. Good luck, Chuck. They call him good luck, Chuck. Because if you're a woman and you date Chuck, if you sleep with Chuck, the next man you meet will be the one you marry. <laughs> if that's public so knowledge, women you're line up. Get laid. They work for good luck, Chuck. Yeah. This is like good luck, Chuck, but she, she's not going to sleep with any of these guys. She won't. She won't. She'll only sleep with her true love. All right. So can we start some some uh, uh, not spy right? These aren't spy movies. These are caper films. Right now, look. She looks out the window and she goes, "Oh my goodness! It's an out of focus panorama of Vegas." Where's the roller? Uh, where's the roller coaster? Yeah. Where's the Statue of Liberty? Where's, where's the, the Eiffel Tower? Where's the pier? Yeah. Okay. Now here is uh, Tommy Two Times uh, Casino, and look what she does. She just casually throws a rope out the window. You could open a window. Mm -hmm. uh, like I would jump and kill myself after losing money, right? Don't you want to not encourage that? You know why would you be able to Donuts. open a window that high up? It also, unfortunately, makes me think of that Vegas sniper guy. He was very high up, and he could open a window, too. Okay, so she's now thrown out the rope, and L Lisa can is going to begin to scale the building. Now, this is one of the only good scenes of this whole film because she's this is a good just scene. doing it with her bare hands. It's very scary. Yeah, and the casino doesn't give a shit. They're not like, you know, we don't want you to build this here. Right. What was that movie we saw? I think it was Peter Zazora, and there was a bodyguard. And it, um, at the end, there was like a big car chase inside a casino. And then face they said, off? What was it? Face off? Not face off. Something like that, right? Face right. or some shit like that? Fake out? Fake but out? Fake out, yeah. Now look what she does, man. She With her bare hands, she will scale this building. That is incredible strength. She will that's only a, hold on to the rope. That's 70s American Ninja uh, Warrior style. Now, the thing is, there was, of course, got to be some stunt person, but that stunt person did it too. 
It's incredible. Well, it's, it looks like the actor actually did most of it, or, you know, maybe not. Wow. Oh, look at this. Oh, what's for dinner? Maybe. Now, this is, it's the night of the heist, and what she's doing is bringing up the, uh, um, you know, like the sterno thing. Yeah. That, okay, so so Lisa will climb the building, steal the money, and get out inside this cart. Jesus, she's like three of the Ocean's Eleven guys, right? And one. Right, she's the right? only because... one with the skill set that makes it worth it for that she'll be a part of this thing. The other two, I guess title. Lucky got them the gig, I guess. Ooh, nice haircut, buddy. Yeah, that's right. It's like a Fisher Price Little People. <laughs> exactly. It's very no expense to the fashion. Listen, we want all the fashion of today. Trust me, it'll date. It'll it won't date well. Now look, this has got to be a camera thing, but I'm not. Look at that. See, that's a real Whoa. person, really scaled. And the casino has no problem with this. Yeah. Sure, that makes good entertainment. It's good publicity for our casino. And the truth is, it is. You know how, like, cars, like, Ford doesn't want bad guys driving their cars, mm -hmm. but it's always the good guys driving Fords. Is there a casino where, like, good guys and bad guys hang out? Like, Ocean's Eleven, so. they didn't care. It's all bad guys at casinos. Don't get me started about the Met Fashion Week. That's Ocean's Eight, they sold out. The and then she's sexually harassed. I, I just don't like the way she's treated it throughout this whole film. She's now going into the office where the um, uh, where the money is, but it really just looks like a hotel room. Maybe I'm right. wrong. Maybe she's prepping for it. I'm not sure. This is a so scary she's gonna... scene, man. You hear the wind rustle. You know how wow. high up she is. You know she's got vertigo. I don't get it though. If if Lucky tied a rope in an easily accessible room, right? Couldn't uh, Acrobat just take the elevator? No, she has to have an like, excuse to a... get up there. There's a private party going on. She has to have an excuse to get up there. This is a really scary scene too because she takes a break and she's she's in a windowsill. And you could just see she's stressed, and she's so close yeah. to the edge. Now she's let the rope go entirely. She looks down. It's freaky. Now this mall cop here, his name is Hank Robinson, and he was he was a minor league baseball player for thirteen years. No so that's shit. That's a pretty good run. And then he was a security guard in 1975 at Circus Circus. <laughs> He was he's often cast in uh, as the baseball umpire for that reason. And he will die in Las Vegas in twenty twelve. In Las Vegas. That is interesting. That is interesting. That guy's like an OG. He made a movie in Las Vegas. Well, look at this. Look at her. She misses her mark. It's scary. Carl, would you say he was another person in this film who died before the pandemic? Uh, no, because 2012 is so up oh, our binoculars again. What for? Yeah, good quality. Good who quality. Is... You can really see people the walls. Who's watching that? Who's the mysterious sniper? Right, and yeah, why? Yeah, but he was would... in Las Vegas. He, 
never lived to see the buffets close and the store close. <laughs> what what happened? This is like a viewfinder. Did he just put on a second pair of binoculars? Did he nope. whip 180 degrees? <laughs> he just tilted his head upwards. Look, he's got a sniper's rifle, and he will never. Well, actually, he will use it. Never mind. But I mean, for his perspective, he just, seeing her on the building, and then he can zoom in closer. I don't know. It's just dumb. Yeah. Also, that billboard. Like, I understand you need to make a big billboard for your movie, but yeah, look. That's the time for product placement. I mean. Yeah. Say, like, Little Caesars. Or, like, you know, Circus Circus. Pizza Pizza. I don't know how this game works. You know, me neither. I don't know how it works, and I never bothered to take, you know, and they're going lucky seven, but eight seems to be okay also. And if you get one thing, it's craps. I don't know. I don't know how it works. So was he like saying, listen, as the casino wants you to hustle more? No, Eversol was just there to Eversol was just there to put pressure. Uh, he's the one that they're going to steal from. So, you know, Eversol hits George Desenzo, and he was in a series eighty-five through eighty-six called Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. It was a TV show. He played Captain Lou Albino. Wait a minute, hang on. Wait to bury the lead. That's Captain Lou Albino. Uh, not, not in real life. In as an actor really? in this. Watch this. It's the perfect time. Okay, he'll now use his gun to cause a car accident below on purpose. And Stella Stevens' son will come out of that car. That's him? No, that's uh that's Slim Pickens. The guy. Oh, here this he is. This is him. And he will go on to be a TV producer. I think he appeared. She she directed a movie, and and another Stevens was in it. Uh -huh. So it might have been him. She did a movie called The Ranch, about a guy who turns his uh, cow ranch into a, a spa to make money. I only wrote down the ones that I know. Um, she was in Poseidon well, Adventure, Secret of My Success, Nutty Professor, Courtship of Eddie's Father, the the movie. She was in Elvis Presley's Girls, Girls, Girls. She was opposite Elvis in that. Yeah, oh yeah. No, I know so so Stevens is great. And then there's a lot of TV. Her last TV credit was uh was 2006. Right now Elversol is seeing yeah. a real yeah. jerk to him. Like you know, he says, like, you need to get out of here. She goes, I just want to freshen up. And he goes, okay, you can stay because you need it. And she goes, you sure know how to make a girl feel good. And she goes, you haven't been a girl in a while. Like, the whole film is just like, hate me, hate me, so I can get screwed in wow. the end. Okay, now Vic is going to give uh, Slim Pickens a, a gut punch that's really good. I mean... Slim Pickens is just going to fall over. Watch. He goes to hit him. And watch. He's mm -hmm. gut punches him. Oh. Ooh, that's a good one. Why'd you hit my paw? <laughs> <laughs> now. 
Pickens turns out to be a high roller. So what what does Eversol do? He goes to Vic and says, you're fired. Look at that look. Well, I hope someone robs his boss, ex-boss. Yeah, that's right. Calm down, your mother's here. I'm going to tell your mother. <laughs> look at the fake blood on his lip. <laughs> He's the coolest. He looks like fucking Joker, dude. Green hair, white makeup, pancake yeah. makeup. Yeah. I was eating French fries when he bumped into me. Look at the mess <laughs> ketchup made. You're you're dead. You're a dead man. You're paying my clean. Is that cum on your face? You're gonna. No, it's mayonnaise. Ass. I was eating French fries. Now Lisa is right next to the blinking lights, and that must be nerve-wracking. That must be very awful. The whole thing was But I mean, I, I mean, did they see it? He's climbing circus, 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 circus. Oh, I guess I'm lucky. So yeah, Lucky is having luck, and he's giving wasn't, Maytag repairman luck. So this guy played the role of Captain Lou Albano. He played a real-life person. Right, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Why can't they just get Captain Lou Albano? It's a good question. I have no idea. But, I mean, he was Steve Rogers' Captain America in Spider-Man for a lot of years. He was yeah, in big deal. I, I was okay. probably Silver Surfer back in that I didn't even know it. <laughs> he was in Across 110th Street, which is a great, great film. Across 110th Street. It's a good which, song, too. Yeah. My favorite scene is the last scene where the main character gets shot in the head and they roll the credits. <laughs> Freeze frame. Film of the 70s. Films of the day, yeah. Across 110th Street. Pimps trying to catch a woman that's weak. Okay, yeah. so Carol's going to make her move now, and her move is – okay, Lisa got up there, and she's removing right. the guns from the gun rack. She's going to steal the money now. Carol's going to come in, and she is going to get into the food cart. But she couldn't take the elevator and go into that room. She had to go, and an employee had to open a window and throw down well, a rope so she could get in. Well, the thing is, she is – not – no, I don't know. Okay, it's everybody else is accounted for, right? Carol's got a point yes. to be there, and Lucky has a point to be there. But the thing is, Carol goes in to the same room that Lisa's in, so why couldn't she have just taken the money, right? Right. Watch. Here she comes in the room right now. So why couldn't she have just done what Lisa just did? Why did Lisa need to scale a building? Yeah, and also this whole carrying of a hot plate around, hot tray around. Even in the 70s, that seemed really awkward. And well, look, hello, how she, would you like look how she taped the door so that people could get in. Yeah, they couldn't do that and then have the... I guess that's actually so that she can be in the cart and get wheeled out of there, but it, she doesn't need to conceal that. I don't know. It's dumb. There she is to make her escape. Right. 
I'm telling you, she's like a bunch of ocean eleven guys. Torchness. <laughs> yep. Elliot Gould. Now Carol's got an interesting story. Her real name is Lynn Moody. I told you she was in uh Roots. She was a regular on soap. But check this out. In 1964, she was 18 years old, and she gave up a baby for adoption because she knew she couldn't care for the kid. She was poor. So during the delivery, she put a towel over her head so that she wouldn't even see the daughter. She didn't want to become attacked. It was breaking her heart as it was. No. Then, of course, yeah. you know, she didn't need that. She still had her heart broke. She spent years searching for her daughter. She even got the help of Alex Haley, who, you know, the guy from Roots. But the yeah, adoption right. records were sealed. So anyway, in 2018, there was a 23andMe DNA test, and there was a match. She found her daughter. Wow. Yeah. Wait, they said, hi, can I check your records? My daughter might have used your service. That's your thing. <laughs> No, it happens before. I mean, you you take a 23andMe test, and it comes back and tells you your 100% matches. As a matter of fact, a co-worker at a former job found out that his cousin was really his sister, and it revealed wow. a scandalous affair between the, the father and the sister-in-law. What? Yeah, it, it blew the lid it, off that family. There was a big, big. Now, I don't know if I like. Yeah, I know. Now the man's father was very ill, and he was in a hospital bed and close to his death. So the wife ate her pride and forgave him, at least in front of him. <laughs> you know, it. What a. There's a. There's a little mini book in that. Uh, okay, so what's happening here is Vic is like, why'd you fire me? And, you know, Eversol is like, go away, kid, you bother me. It's, it's all, it's, it's dumb, but the point of it is that they will be in the same room when the money is discovered missing. That's the point of it. He looks so drunk, telling <laughs> off his boss. Now, why did she just get out of the, uh... Okay, so Carol has been accused of stealing money from one of the high rollers. So they're taking her downstairs to be searched by the sick-in-the-head security lady. But that messes up their plans because she can't be there to wheel out Lisa. So this, this is, is weak. A, a wrinkle. And this guy got fired, and he's still watching all this? Yeah, Can't... he's fired because he keeps on following his boss. He's like, come on, please, I'm six months away from my pension. Does they have, like, something, like, you can leave now, or, like, let me escort you off the premises, or? Well, I don't know. He just said, you're fired, and then he's following them. Why am I fired? I did, I I did fired? what I was supposed to. Just let me work for six more months. Boss, yeah. just six more months of this. Boss, just six more months of this. <laughs> You're exactly right. Uh, That's exactly what's happening. Oh, so here he comes. Now, Lucky sees that K 
Carol is not coming back. So she knows she's got to do Carol's job. So she's taking a risk because she's leaving the side of Big Jake, the Maytag repairman. And right. that's going to get noticed. Everything's going wrong. But she doesn't care that her friend is being interrogated. She does care that her friend is being interrogated. She really can't do anything about it. Actually, you know what? She cares, but she doesn't do anything about it. As a matter of fact, they're going to drive away and leave her. Uh, so huh. you're right. It's 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 a not a good plot point. Okay, look at it. Look at Vic. He's like, come on, boy. Uh, yeah, let, let me play it. Boss, I'm sorry. I get more than what I drink. I get more than what I drink. <laughs> now, the door has been taped open. What the fuck's going? My uh, going on my private. Oh, so that's why she had to climb up the window because it is private. That only the other well, two. Well, then women why could then why could Carol just roll in there like nobody's business? Oh no! I actually Lisa had to let Carol in. Maybe that's the point of going through the window. Oh, I get you. Okay, there you go. Thanks, man. Yeah, I have seen this film enough times that I should know that. I think I don't care. It's not yeah. a good movie. Okay. So. <laughs> you like this guy. Fuck it. I just want my job, dude. I don't care if you're on the phone. We've been robbed. What about my job? I said we've been robbed. Yeah, that's uh, it. He finally gets the message, and Vic does leave. He goes, okay, okay, I'm going. <laughs> so now, I mean, Eversol clearly doesn't freak out, right? But the thing is, the mob's going to be looking for a half million dollars for him. He's in a deep shit. So he calls downstairs and he goes, anybody leaving this casino with a big bag or something, I want them inspected. And now he's saying, wait a minute, Carol. What she did, you know, some somehow he thinks Carol might must have known about this or something. So he's saying, hold Carol till I get down there. Oh, boy. Well, they'll come and save her, right? No. Now. Oh, we're almost out of here. Look at this pass in the gift shop. That's <laughs> when you know something's suspect. Oh, no, they're going into the kitchen back there. You have to exit through the gift shop. So we can hook you. Okay, now we're going to have a treat, and it's one of the only treats of the whole film. We are now going to see um, a guy named Claude who is Herb from WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, great. Yeah, there he is. There's Herb. Herb Tarlick. Right, Herb Tarlick. My research told me that he was also on something called the new WKRP in Cincinnati from 91 yeah. to 93. Oh, you knew about that? Yeah, it was on VH1. It was on VH1. 45 the, episodes. That's nuts. Yeah. They did a uh, promo where it was a parody of a YouTube video, and I said, what am I watching? Why do I know these references? Right. It wasn't a parody per se. Because Stella's gorgeous. Now, I think Stella's even better. Frank Boner, Bonner, Boner, that's Bonner. his name, and he shares my birthday of February 28th. Um, Great. He's alive and well. He's 78 years old right now, but uh, he's being right. He's being very funny on the. Uh, he's like smitten with with uh, Stella Steele. Stella. Stella okay. Stephen Smitten. 
Right. Now, this woman, the security guard, she likes what she's doing, and she's like, she's going to have to cavity search her and everything, and she's liking it. Uh, well, that's the best part of the casino job. <laughs> but how could you get a wad of money up your butt? I guess you could. No, it's, I don't know. No, it's, it's uh, the Nevada Employment Commission or whatever they're called beyond them. Do you remember that girl, Marka, who I used to date? Yeah, and you mentioned on the podcast, yes, yeah. Uh-huh. She um, she she used to keep her money up her cooch. Carl, allegedly. Oh, I see it. Allegedly. No, you know that expression like don't don't put money in your mouth. You don't know where it's been. Take that advice. Carl, I don't want to know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't ask you. I didn't. I didn't no. invite this conversation. No. Um. Herb Tarlick is being very funny because he's not helping at all. He's like, can I get your number? And he's having the other person do all the helping and all the heavy lifting. Uh, By the way, audience, uh, Marco really didn't do that. That was a joke that we used to share together. Uh, And I'm talking about the tender age of 1920. Yeah, we shared it. She used to make that joke. I said, you don't have your purse with you. And she would say, don't worry. I've got my money. You know. All right. Okay. Was, All right. I don't know how he came <laughs> up, but. Oh, yeah. Cavity right. search. Cavity yeah. search. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Mike's so uncomfortable. <laughs> I got more to say. <laughs> you have to tell me off, Mike. Yeah. Well, you're always Mike, but. um. So, basically, now. Um, Carol's been left on her own, not thrown to the wolves or something, but they just forgot about her, and they're driving away in a van to meet Charlie. We've been calling him Charlie, and give him the money and get their cut. But she is going to get abused. Bye, Herb. Oh, thank you, Herb. Oh, that's Herb's friend, right? The one who did all the work. The one who did all the work. It's actually a cute little funny scene. It's not so funny, but it's a little funny. It's a it's an oasis. Well, the thing is that uh, Herb Tarlick could have done a much better performance. It was situationally funny, but he could have done a much better ignoring of her. He could have done a better acting job. You know, I think uh, who also read for that role was 1974, Beware the Blob, Larry Hagman. Which ha- – Larry Hagman? He looked like Larry Hagman. Like he acted. Oh, kind of, I guess yes. Ah, uh, look at that manly man. He's finally cleaning out his his locker, huh? Right. Now this doesn't make any sense. He's got two of the rent-a-cops, and he's like, "Get weapons and guns and follow me away from our workplace to a place called Frontierland, Old Nevada, about twenty oh, the one we saw. Oh, so right. we're wrapping up the movie because we're going to the first scene of the movie. Well, yeah. I mean, they've done the heist now. Carol's in trouble. They're running away, uh, and they're going to meet Charlie, and we are wrapping up now. But it's inexplicable why these guys – it's not in their job description. How can they get slapped by their boss and just take it? They don't right. have an HR grievance. They also are about to be in a gunfight for, for – oh. For $15 an hour, you know, they're about to be in a gunfight. 
Did you see my act was on the marquee? Rooms available? <laughs> Is that your act? Yeah, we That's... played up and down 70s strip. Oh, with laundry basket, you had that that yeah we yeah that two uh two man show uh rooms available. Look at her face; it's bruised. She's been yeah. hit hit by. How can you do that? He doesn't have the right to. Well, actually, it's a mob thing, right? Don't win. Right. Oh, this has gone. They've they've dropped the charade. I think, like you said, he he knows something's up. Well, I mean, it, okay. I think it's another missed writer's point that he should be like, I am dead if I don't get this money. The mob will kill me if I don't have my half million. They don't do that at all. He acts like it's his own personal money. I want my money back. Yeah, that's a good point. Isn't he assured? Save him a lot. He's no, okay with killing people. not insured. It is, it is illegal mob money for for either guns or something involving Costa Rica, I don't know, but it's illegal mob money. He's not insured. Are they going to the same location? Like Charlie Lee is in Frontierland yes, as well? Yes, because Carol, he's twisted Carol's arm to say, where are they meeting? I know you're not smart enough to do this on your own. Oh, I got you. you. Know, take me to your partners. And Carol is just telling the truth. It's wild, West City. City built on running wild. It's wild, West City. The city that's running wild. Nobody would get our jokes, Mike. They're either old or the okay. Uh, from the, not from New Jersey. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that was Andover, New Jersey, where there is Wild West City and Uncle Floyd, another name you won't know. A local hero here used to do the commercial, and everybody remembers and, when they were growing up as kids. And what else did they do? He did fish burgers. Yes, our, our public he access was show. On our public access show, and I want you oh, to know that? that Mike is not from San Francisco. He's from Montclair, New Jersey. Yeah, I think people know that by now. <laughs> Montclair? Oh, where, where Stephen Colbert lives? Yeah. Whoa. No, but not. No, that. No, that's not prestigious. No, you were not there at the time of Colbert. You weren't even there for Yogi Berra or Billy oh, Savalas. You missed them all. What about uh, uh, Joe Walsh? No, that was before me. Nope, you missed that too. He was um, off to can I don't know, but he was out of there by the time we were there. Um, I think the only one is there was some kid whose father was a record producer. He was on Upper Mountain Avenue. I think that's the closest we came. Oh, wasn't Stacy? Uh, no more names. No more names. Oh, Mike, you don't want me to out people. Yeah, I don't. Uh, well, if what if they're famous it. names, then I could mention, right? Yeah, like Yogi Bear, Joe Yogi Walsh, Bear. Joe Walsh, yeah. Uh, Paul so, Bartel, film director. Right. So one time there was Josh, who's a, obsessed with Joe Walsh, <laughs> was was working with um, construction people, painters and such, with Joe Walsh's brother, and he called him Joe and. Joe Walsh's brother was livid. Because, I bet. Man, Joe. I have a brother named Joe. He was really hit the sore spot. Okay, so now Eversol is has shown up, and it's going to be like one of the only good parts of this whole film is up and coming. All this stuff we're watching now really sucks. Lots of it doesn't make sense. But it, it's going to get to this final standoff 
Wait, and so this is going to be like a theatrical type show, like what we saw in the beginning, but in real life. Uh, oh, but in real life, I guess so. It's a shootout. Yeah, I guess so. But they're going to walk down the Western Street. Look at this guy. I know. He's, he's just a jerk. Um, maybe you can play the audio when it when the part comes. All right. Does it, he offer him a bottle of water, at least? No, he does not offer him a bottle of water. But they're all happy that they're counting the money, and they're like, a half million dollars! But meanwhile, they're only getting 40 grand each. So it makes no sense in the plot why they're all giddy. Yeah. Well, they got to pay Charlie. Not, Charlie's not cheap. <laughs> what, you're saying they could have their I mean, own detective look, agency? Look, Charlie is getting 300 and what, 40 Charlie is parting with what's it's it's 120 grand he's giving the three ladies in total, and he's walking away with 380 grand. Does that seem fair? And they did all the work, all the work. Now, okay, they're like Carol. Thank God you're okay. He goes, yeah. See, I got yeah. a gun. See, he couldn't wait. That guy would probably was like, I'm gonna show myself now. See, this doesn't make sense. She's counting the money for the guy. She's kissing the money like it's hers, and it's not hers. Look at this Renicop with his shotgun. He's going to be yeah. in a gunfight for his boss. It makes no sense. He looks now. He looks like a record producer. Right. He's got the glasses. He's got the shirt. He's got the haircut. Look he at that fake yeah. I knocked you out. I know. Well, I'm unconscious. I passed out. You could drag my body anywhere. Now, it's sure. a mystery who did it. We think it's got to be Charlie. Oh, no. It's the other guy. It's drunk, laid-off dude. Vic? Yeah, Vic. Drunk, laid-off? Victor Frankenstein. <laughs> no, Vic is not a part of this. He is cleaning out his locker. I know. He hasn't left the casino, and he got fired four hours ago. His right, it's his home away from home. I'm sitting here, even if I'm not getting my pension, I'm staying here until the time I would have gotten it. Meanwhile, his boss is like beating up his girlfriend while they're right. sitting. And the boss, why didn't the boss go, you know, get the money? He was in the room with the three ladies and the money, right? So why right. didn't he say, aha, my money? But no, instead. Okay, now they're hearing on the loudspeaker Charlie's voice pretending to be the cops. The place is surrounded. And so, for some reason, Eversol does put down his gun. It's not in his character to do so. Wait, the cops are showing up with the flash in his eye, and look who it is! Can't see it. Wait. Wow, this is a win. I still can't. It is. It's drunken laid-off guy. It's Vic. It's Vic. That's the big twist reveal. But it doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't he Vic? just say to his girlfriend, Lucky, who love, 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 loves him, I got a heist for us to do. Why would he pretend and hide his right. identity? So wait, he's not the cops? He lied. He lied, which is very bad character. So he so well does that change the amounts they get? Nope. <laughs> he 
he's, she's going to get the girl 40,000 and he gets the girl he gets the girl of 3200. Well, basically <laughs> he's giving 40 to the other two girls, but Lucky will like be his girlfriend and you know okay so the wax figures lisa's never been there so she thinks they're real people and she gets scared and that oh, lets never saw run away give me a break rookie move it says axes i thought they were axes yeah well actually yeah no they have a great axe collection they have some of the original frontier hatchets Have you ever been to Frontier City? You should see the Axe Museum. They've got beautiful Pixaxes axes from the- I told you, I went I went to the Axe Museum in Frontierland and everyone was so aloof working there. They wouldn't <laughs> even acknowledge me. They wouldn't look me in the eyes even. You can ask any Axe question you want there. Okay, ask me another. so Eversol had his gun stolen. So he pulls out this little, little, little teensy weensy gun from his foot holster. That's, that's the 70s. Yeah. 70s, everyone walked around with foot holsters in Vegas. It's it's one of those, only, you know, two shots guns you can really conceal. Yeah. You wear it every single day for three years just yeah. so you could shoot someone twice. <laughs> that's not fun. Fire uh, the gun, I'd be shooting people all the time. You know, if I had a boots, if I had a holster, I would put like something that to vibrate against my ankles just because of the pain of my foot pain. Yes. It could serve two purposes. Okay, yeah. so now that there are gunshots, Lucky is like, you two go to the car and I'll I'll uh, meet you there. And she's going to like, I don't know, sneak around. She's giving him luck. Oh, she's Domino from Deadpool 2. Uh, okay. Her I super... Her Zazzy Beats, she's, she's, she's a superpower, so she's always lucky. I think I did see that film, the number two. Yeah, it had, it had some explosions in it. Do you remember that scene, which was like <laughs> kind of like CGI? You remember that? that? Was, yeah. yeah. You remember there was that car crash and, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the car crash. That oh. oh, that you, was the movie with all the guns. There was like some jokes in it. Do you remember that movie with the jokes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Deadpool 2, I remember. Look at yeah. him hide behind this, like, tree. It's like a bonsai tree. Look at her. She runs around, and she goes, I'm against a wall. So then Lucky sees, I happen to be right next to the power that turns on the frontier land. Now, look. Lucky her. <laughs> yeah. So she'll turn it on, and everyone will be like, what's that noise? It sounds like Wild West City. Is that Uncle Floyd? Is that Uncle Floyd? So here she turns it on, and that's going to startle uh, Rent-A-Cop, who used to be a minor league baseball player, and he falls to his death. Oh, no. Hank, Hank didn't catch that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Hank Robinson as Tully. That's right. So uh, Tully had a folly. <laughs> good coffee, though. Tully's coffee. Tully's coffee is good coffee? Okay. So noted. Yeah. I think they got we're bought up at Starbucks. We're a Folgers Black Silk family ourselves, but oh no, a two-shooter in the temple. Oh, no. Now he's got Vic by the balls. He's got Vic's girl, and it's like, drop it or I'll shoot her. But Vic yeah. does not comply. It's really a good ending. Um, 
you, you want go ahead why don't you play the audio for the crowd this is the only good part of the except for scaling the building this is the only good part of the movie and the gun and walk away or i'll kill now vic's gonna do it it's his love Uh, that's the background sounds of Frontier City. Yeah. Go, go ahead, go ahead, shooter. Go ahead. It's just you and me. And look at Eversol. He's like so confused. What do you mean? You love this woman. Double crosser. And Lucky is like, what are you talking about? Kill me. Look at his face. It's priceless. He, he's frozen. He doesn't know what to do. You called my bluff? So he drops his little two-shooter. Vic, you're hired. Vic, I, I changed my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah can work. Hire, I won't even hire you back. It's just you were never fired. You could have your pension. Here, here's the first job. I need you to shoot this woman. Go find <laughs> the other guys, the other the cops. Go to another location and shoot someone. Go find the other. You can be a mall cop again. I I forgive you for punching the wrong guy. Defending Stella's son. So anyway, it's Paul Bart, really Paul good. Too. He totally defeats uh, Eversol. And he Just basically, by staring, yeah. now turn the sound on again because they have cute dialogue. It's actually good acting now. I'm out of here. Yeah. Go ahead and shoot her. Yeah. Go ahead and shoot her. Now look. She shoots her. Damn. That's two shots. And that's it. She's done. Does he know that? Yes, it's only everybody knows that's a two shooter. You can turn the sound off if you want. That's pretty much the oh, cuteness is I over. Did. But there, that's, that's, that's the a real only, moment for you. Well, compared to the rest of the film, that is gold. If you're in this film, all right. I don't think we'll ever watch the Dreamers movie, but this director did a film about professional bowling circuit called. Dreamers. I'll watch it if you tell me to watch it. Yeah, it's in the cards. You are the boss. Uh, you mean if we watch it next week? You you set them up and I knock them down. All right, Carl, let's do it. I have to I have to vow to it over the, the grand credits of this movie. <laughs> we have a different movie, but listen, All right, you're we'll the, the boss, other. and if that's what you're going to do to me, okay. Why would we watch oh. Team Bad Director three times? We're done. We're done. We're done with this director. It's called. We have, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Las Vegas Lady from 1975. Yeah. Carl, what did you think of this movie? I think this movie sucked a big dick. It was horrible, a bag of dicks. It it was terrible. <clears throat> I've said it like a bunch of times now. The scaling the building was pretty cool. And this ending in which he called the bluff of Eversol was an interesting twist. It was really quite different. But the rest of the plot made no sense. I think we figured out why she had to go through the window. I had that one wrong. Yeah. For the rest of the plot, 
it just was there to have a movie. They, it, it didn't. Why was she the one that got hired? What was the skill set that the girls had except for the trapeze artist? Why couldn't she just run off with her boyfriend? They were so in love. Uh, why is she only getting 40 grand out of a half million? There's a million holes. And what was the deal with the mob all about? And was that yeah. Jack, uh, was that Latoya's husband? Well, Mr. let's thank, well, I want to still thank New Now Jax for just having the coolest name ever. And I just described to you. Yeah, I, I like the, the archival footage. I mean, the yeah. Las Vegas that doesn't exist anymore or the yeah. locations. Like, I recognize Circus Circus. I've been there. I think that was the appeal of the movie. And the souvenir shop across the street, I think, is still there, maybe, like the circular building. And it was but, great to see the old cars. Yeah, the old cars and just like people doing the aerobatics over the slot machine. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. So I enjoyed that part. But yeah, this film was kind of hard to take the way that people kept getting abused for no reason. And, or but just it was very reason. good for your show. There was lots to talk about, lots to yeah. criticize. And all the many of the actors had stories behind them that we could cover. Um, and it, it was the second time we've seen the director. Thank goodness it wasn't the third. Uh, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. So, Say no. Yeah. Yeah. That was good for well, your right, show. Well, yeah, it was a good show. And I'm a big Stella Stevens fan, so that was a good one. And yeah. uh, I, I was happy to watch that. And, and we saw her kid. Her kid, she said, right? And we saw Herb from Cincinnati, WKRP in Cincinnati. And, the co-stars were gracious enough to appear in a towel for 20 minutes. So I, I enjoyed <laughs> that too. In their turbans. Ladies and gentlemen, we are very excited. We do this every Sunday. Uh, our podcast drops every Sunday night. We are on Mutiny Radio right now first. Uh, and we stream every Sunday at 2 p.m. Carl, what's the movie next week? Well, that's a great question. I will tell you. Uh, <laughs> we're going to watch. This is what are your recommended movies. Yeah. I'm very excited to watch Stranded. From 1987. 1987, the year I graduated. Great. Stranded. There is a trailer. Um, the trailer is from a channel called Horror Fanatic. So if you put in trailer Stranded 1987, you will find Stranded 1987 trailer. And we had a Stranded prom back in 87. Okay, so uh -huh. I guess this is a horror movie. Let's take well, a It's It says Horror Fanatic. And that is the channel we like. It's I don't know what this movie's gonna show. All right, well, let's go ahead. Ready? You want to do it? Get the countdown, or do you want to do the volume, the sound, or shall yeah, I? Right. You will. Okay, uh, I can do it. I don't know. Okay, this we're going to watch yeah. Trailer Stranded 1987 from Horror Fanatic. In three, two, one, go. So far, promising. A lot of crickets. Yeah, that's I hear that every open mic. <laughs> Not yeah. She's a smoker, that makes her cool. That's what I tell my kids. Aliens. Aliens. Lightning. Fools. What the heck? Laser beams. It's creepy staircase. Just when you think you know what this film is about. <laughs> Spider-Man. Superhero. So funny. 
Spider-Man. How can they be stranded if they got local city cops, uh, county cops? Wait a minute. It's a cat? The carnival was giving away face painting and laser beams? <laughs> With bottle rockets in the chest. This is not the trailer. Look, she's got What's a, going what, on? a diamond. I don't know. Why are we watching this? This is the trailer. Oh, I definitely got to see this movie now. <laughs> oh, There's she's a floating getting a diamond. Jammy. Fine, Mel. Yeah. Stranded. Uh, Look at that 80s font. Yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, it's like the cover that? of Rio. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Rio. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, or like a gothic. That was like a gothic font. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's Stranded. That's our movie next week. So we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast. We'd love for you to keep listening to Mutiny Radio and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, I think this movie we saw with Slow Stevens might be a good one, Carl. I get mm-hmm. the clicks. Okay. Uh, I I will, I'll make it happen. I'm in the middle of making the Marx Brother one uh, right now. And oh, my God. Time, I can turn to this. I don't know, man. That's like that's if someone doesn't know us and they're like, "Oh, I'm a film buff and I love the Mars Brothers." Oh, <laughs> at the beginning of YouTube. our YouTube uh, videos, I've taken to putting up. This is a podcast. If you're not, if that, you know, we're going to talk over this entire film. If that's not what you're here for, keep browsing. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we get hate comments from people who are trying to find the film and they write stuff like, "Stop talking." Yeah. If you have Shaft in Africa on your website, on your channel, people rightfully want to see Shaft in Africa. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, that's Sailor It's out there. We got it. We got it from YouTube. You can get it from YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been the show. Carl, thank you. Audience, thank, thank you. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate yeah. it. All right. Until next time, let, uh, let's watch. Uh, wait. With my big old Hey, Let's Carl. watch a full length on YouTube. It's like it's big old There's, I mean, the things that I think. I mean, I'm, you know, I, the kind of I was politically raised in the labor movement, so I mean, <laughs> the kind of ways that we get there is, is collective action. Right. And I mean, I mean, in the kind of campaigns that we've seen be effective against YouTube are often the kind of resistances that we see that come from um, tech workers, but also